Well, these boys sure stepped in it now. Yeah, they made it through all the hallways. They made it down the stairs. Well, mostly made it down the stairs. They made it through the crushing room, and they've made it all the way to the vault. But what's that? It's three giant sphinx bots wanting to have a word with them about getting into that there vault. How will our boys deal with this, and how will they get in? Let's find out. Bemaffling Ballads from Bifton, Episode 7. Uh, all right, gentlemen. So we're still in the room. The room is still steamy. One Titan is down. The floor is now a little slippery mm. uh, as a result. And also as a result, the fog in the room is beginning to lift, but the room is getting steadily hotter. It is getting very warm in this room. And each, smokier. And, and smokier. Yeah. The room is getting hotter and smokier as the seconds go by. But as soon as the silver titan falls, you hear by the vault door another gear stop and another metal rod recoil backwards. The vault is almost open. Uh, but now we turn our attention to the copper titan. The copper titan is still uh, arcing purple electricity off of itself. It is now smoking in all directions and it is going to wildly charge up a lightning bolt. And we will see where that lightning bolt goes. That lightning bolt is headed straight towards the vault door. And whoever hmm. is right in front of it, uh, that being... Who could that be? Well, it's going to be <laughs> our friend Jimmy and oh. whoever is cowering behind him bravely. I can't imagine who would be doing such a thing. I'm going to need the two of y'all to give me a dexterity saving throw. So this is a new round. Correct. Mm. God damn it. I'm going to use my flash of genius to protect Seeker this time. Or to, to give the bonus to him. So you can add five. I don't, I don't know if it was worth it. <laughs> That will give me a nine. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, what a waste. Thank you, Jimmy. Yeah. A good friend indeed. Shit. <laughs> As the bolt passes through the like core of my body. Like it I tried to like off of the shield and bounces on top of your head directly. Yeah, I tried, to, I tried to aim my back shield yeah. at your head, but it just concentrated well, it. I appreciate it. Well, You're welcome. I'll be okay. Uh, 20. 20 yeah thanks to that shield that you have uh both of y'all are going to take some damage but it really will sort of pass over the uh facade of the shield dealing half damage to you mm -hmm. and dealing full damage to sweet sweet seeker That's what they call uh, and seeker you're going to give me a con saving throw or be stunned them's the games Okay, that break did wonders for y'all in terms of dice rolls. Cool. I assume a three passes the con save. Uh, uh, what's your modifier to con, by the by? <laughs> it's one. Okay, cool. So it wasn't a nat one. No. No, one. I would let you know if it was a nat one. Cool. 
Surprisingly, no, it does not. Um, You're okay. So you are stunned, and you will take 15 lightning damage. And a big grin. What's your stun sound like? Jimmy, 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 thank thank you, Jimmy, Jimmy. (laughs) Jimmy, speaking of you, you will take seven lightning damage and not be stunned. Yeah, the Copper Titan is going to just start swinging in random directions. Uh, Let's see if it can make any contact. It does so with disadvantage. You do feel this whoosh right above your head, Barry, but swinging wildly uh, immersed in this fog, and it just barely misses you. So the Copper Titan will spend its turn being completely blind and foolish. The Brass Titan, however, that's standing right above you, will consider its options, and it is going to attempt to send another fireball Y'all's way. No, no. So, Jimmy and Seeker? No. Give me a, another deck saving <laughs> throw. Dex? Yes. Do I have some sort of disadvantage for not being able to move? Oh, gosh. You are stunned, aren't you? I think you just... I think you just automatically failed dexterity yeah, we saving don't have to. <laughs> You're stunned. You can't dodge anything. <laughs> You just watch uh, as this moat of fire heads like, towards you. <laughs> oh, God. Come on. Let me get a good save. Ten. Ten. A huge ball of fire erupts. Oh, yeah. Don't forget Mo. Mo is not with me. He's oh. in the middle. He's like by the hound. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mo and the hound. Get into Mo the and the hound. <laughs> After climbing over y'all's dead body. Mo and hound. Five damage. So. What? Five total or five after Five total. So... Oh, my God. Two damage, you fire-resistant fools. That was fortunate. That worked out well. Real well. (laughs) Uh, And then, seeing its weak-ass fireball, it sort of looks down at you, uh, Barry. (laughs) Not me. It's going to try to stomp on you with its foot again. It is going to hit you. Uncanny dodge. Okay. Good call. Good call. Uh, because he's going to step on you mm-hmm. for some stepping damage. Oh, God. Okay, 10 damage. Oh. 10 bludgeoning. Give me a uh, strength saving throw. Strength save, 26. Oh, yeah, You he steps on you, but you just hold, yeah, you hold him back. And uh, Barry, you are not knocked prone. Congrats. Oh, cool. Some totally... Yeah, you were totally just like both hands up stopping his foot from pushing you down on the ground. Fire construct, fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you, fire construct. Uh, Yeah, and as you've got your hands on him, it's pretty hot. It's very hot. Yeah, so, it's going to hurt. Yeah, it, it actually does. But it feels just like that cauterized wound. Yeah, actually, yeah, really. Gosh. I'm a masochist. I'm gonna tell y'all. <laughs> you're going to take mm. you're going to take three burning damage from all right. pushing against this super hot to the touch foot, but that's all it's going to do. So mm-hmm. you, I look like uh, the elf when uh, they when they tell him not to throw the he's like throw the ring, cast the ring into the fire. I look like them, like all battered and beaten. Mm. And like yeah, I imagine y'all aren't volcanic. looking super great right now. Mm. I'm not looking not good great, at all. I'm I'm okay-ish. All right. I'm okay-ish. How's Mo? 
Mo is also okay, okay-ish. He and I are similarly okay-ish. Got it. Well, it's your turn, Jimmy. So tell me hey. what you do now that you've yeah. resisted lightning and taken very minimal fire damage. Who are you shooting at? Well, so the one with the bottle is pretty well obscured. He's pretty heavily obscured at this point. But the one fighting Barry... The brass one. ...has been beat up a bit? It's or? taken some damage, yes. I'll move up 20 feet okay. to get within regular revolver range. Sure. And... Um, that does mean, Seeker, you, you lose your beefy, fiery meat shield. What you're seeing is a tiefling shaking, shuddering, and whose eyebrows are on fire. So you're you're engaged with this one right now? Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to shoot at him. Yeah, I'm holding its foot up as far as <laughs> oh, I okay. know. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to take a shot. It's a 25 revolver shot to hit. I'm going to imbue it with my arcane jolt. Neat. Which is going to do an additional 2d6 damage. And that will um, be what heals you as well. All right. So you're going to get 10 health back nice. Barry thank you and the total damage will be 25 neat and I'll shoot again 23 to hit okay that'll be 12 piercing damage with that bullet okay so he'll I'll tell Mo to run to Barry he'll use his reactions to deflect the attacks for Barry and then otherwise to help him nice do you say anything to Mo? Or do you, does Mo just know? Say, uh, Mo, code 40, squiggle, get him. Mo just, and just runs off. He, he knows code 40, squiggle. Oh, yeah. Does yeah. it get to me? Yeah, yeah. He get, he's going to make it to I've he's, worked with him before on the boat, right? Yeah, he's he's protected you before. Yeah, yeah. That's your monkey, you're back. Yeah, so he's totally going to get up in your space and like... Like right now, I think he would immediately just run up and like reinforce you holding up this oh, foot. Perfect. So he's Great. helping you right now. Oh, and it's my turn. Does it give me advantage? I mean, if he's giving you the help action, then does yes. that work on all attacks? Uh, I just I need mean, the first one for sneak. Yeah, you know. seventeen. You're a little apprehensive because you know that it hurt last time to hit this thing, and you don't want to hit Mo. A seventeen is not going to connect. Mm-hmm. Okay, then I guess the next attack is just regular. Because the help... Yeah, just, help a, just a regular. 19? It's it's so... You're so close. Oh, no. I hate, I hate it being like one point. We got to smash that gem. That's the game. So we will move on to Seeker. Okay, so do I need to make a con save to be un, unjolt? Make a con save to get out of this jolty funk. Okie doke. Natural 20. That'll do it. Glory be to uh, d- ye. Jimmy, Seek. Jimmy, don't leave me. Oh, uh, bye. I see. Uh, very well. Um, I'm going to. Is that my turn, or do I get in? No, no, no. That's just what you do on your turn. You still get a turn. Cool. Uh, the door still hasn't opened. Yes, that's correct. I'm going to extend my hand toward one of the constructs and say, "Take that, knaves! Some eldritch blast." But then really what I'm doing, while they're busy fighting them and looking at them, I'm going to pull out my healing potion that I got <laughs> and drink it as I'm... So if I understand you correctly, you are going to pretend to engage with these enemies and instead 
down a potion to heal yourself. Yes, because they're not looking. So I want, I don't. So I would say that is a deception roll. Okay. Sure. It's a 17. You're not sure why for the first time ever Seeker is vocally announcing like, like what he's going to do, like naming his attack. He hasn't normally done that, but you don't really have a reason to not believe him. I assume he's got some brain damage. He just he just got like <laughs> shocked his, and beat his up. Synapses are a bit fried, but yeah, you can you fooled him. Uh, you can. <laughs> After I down, I say, Dan, they went wide. Sorry, friends, this was a bad shot. <laughs> I'm just gonna stand by the door. As you are standing by that door, you hear one more gear stop. Mm. and you hear this iron, this last big, thick, it's actually steel, this big, thick steel rod retreat, and then you hear a series of hisses and uh, the uh, what looks like a giant wheel in the very center of the vault door turns ever so slightly, uh, mm. indicating to you that it is unlocked. We're home free, boys. Door's open. And we are going to start the next round of combat. Kick it open, Seeker. Which will begin with the Copper Titan once again. Fuck me running. Okay, yeah, he uh, he charges up that Amethyst Bolt again. And we'll see which way the wind goes. Uh, Barry, mm-hmm. give me a dexterity saving throw. Barry knows right. which I'm way the wind goes. Under the foot of the f- fire, yeah, Barry is the wind. Mm-hmm. Dexterity, you say? 24. Even though it's coming from behind you, you are going to be able to negate most of this damage as a lightning bolt shoots at you for some damage. 13 lightning damage, but you're only going to take six of that. And then Mo probably needs to roll a deck saving throw as well. Mo's not there. <laughs> <laughs> There's the cheating. Uh, yeah. uh, fail. Uh, does he roll twice? Why would he roll twice? I thought there were two attacks. Well, no, Moe's going to take 13 lightning damage. No. <laughs> Mo is, I think we use the term oiled for when a construct is uh, half damage. He can't oiled? be bloodied. No, bloodied. Oh, he's oiled? He's oiled. He can't be bloodied. There's no blood in there. No, no, he's not bloodied. And uh, let's see if the copper fucking construct can see through this darkness it can okay it's it's lights sort of flicker on and it's finally able to sort of find itself and it finds you right by the door seeker (laughs) (laughs) it can't get to you because it's too far away but it's going to start moving towards you (laughs) (laughs) and then the brass construct that's right in front of uh you Mm -hmm. uh, barry under my under his foot. I'm well, his his, foot. he lifted his foot off to avoid the oh. lightning bolt. So now he's going to take his ruby uh, bladed axe and he's going to take a swing at you. Disadvantage. That's right. Because of the ever helpful monkey. Yes. Thank you, Mo. God, thank you, Mo. Mm-hmm. Um, it went from a 19 to a, a uh, 11. I don't think an 11 hits you. No, it doesn't. Mo jumps up and face hugs you and moves you just out of the way in time of this axe coming down. Please, thank you. And uh, then he's going to try and stomp on you again. Yeah. Balls. Okay, well, he misses you both times. And I'm just still face-hugged. Yes, you're, the, the face-hugging Mo has made you actually more nimble than you were before and harder to hit. 
So that is the Brass Titan's turn. Sir Jimmy. Back to Jim. So I turn, look back at Seeker, uh, and I see he looks like he's got the shit kicked out of him. You and see the, a yeah. uh, a uh, empty glass vial. On the Do I notice this? <laughs> the, did you just drop it on the ground next to you? <laughs> like, just threw it on the ground. Uh, this bottle's raining from the ceiling. We must leave. <laughs> oh, open, dangerous. open the door, Seeker. We'll just go find cover. We got this. Okay. So you're like 20 feet away. Did you say you moved 20 feet to take that shot? Earlier? I'm within 40 feet of the not smoking one. The smoking one charged. His chart is now like on a collision course with. How C- far is he from the hound? The hound? He definitely moved past <laughs> the hound on if his way over. But but where he is now. Within- so he, he moved within 15 feet of Seeker. So then he's close to the hound. Indubitably. All right, the hound attacks. This might be the first damage done to the copper construct. It won't be, though. Okay. (laughs) Tune in next time for Will We Hit This Thing? As a 14 for the hound. The hound takes a bite, but again, very little ass on this one. This one was all legs. It's a damn shame. Yeah, big meaty legs that go on for days, but no ass to bite. All right. Well, so it didn't happen. Um, I look off to Barry and Moe. I got something you're going to like, buddy. I've got something you're going to really like. I think you're going to like When you say it. buddy, are you talking to anyone in particular or just yourself? Was I talking out loud? <laughs> <Just> talking <laughs> to Grant, um, you're going to like this. Grant. Yeah. Grant, <laughs> check this out. <laughs> well, let me just check my spell slots. Yes. Good. All right. I'm going to cast Aura of Vitality. This will cause concentration, healing, energy, radiates from you in an aura with a 30-foot radius. So I'm going to move back to the door. Uh, bonus action, 2d6 for a Seeker, because he's such a little baby. Is it any number of creatures or one creature? It's one. Okay. Uh, you get seven back. Nice. Seven HP for Seeky. Mama needs it. Yep. Yeah, baby. Yeah. And then... Um, <laughs> yes, ma'am. I'm going to move up to the door and start pushing. The door ever so slightly nudges inward, indicating that it is now open. As the door finally uh, inwardly opens, uh, the first thing you notice is that the vault is sort of in uh, what's best is described as like an adjacent cube outside of the generator room, appearing to be sort of hanging onto the base of Paradise Tower by, well, you would know this, by magnetic locks. Mm. So it is like a separate piece uh now that you're looking at it and sort of looking at the walls around it you're realizing it's not built into paradise it's sort of attached and affixed floating to you push open the vault all the way I, um, or are you just going to slide in i would push it open yeah i think i just want to push it open enough to get into it but cool. i'm i'm not gonna go in okay and barry what do you want to do I think I want to cast levitate on myself now. Ooh. So I, I, I mingle with the wind. You mingle with the wind and you just GTFO? Yes. Awesome. Yes. So again. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> no, he was hugging your face. Dick. <clears throat> <laughs> you just sort of like float up out of there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, so you're going to cunning, act, cunning action, disengage, and 
bravely run away. 40 feet, run away. Cool. Towards the vault door. Yeah, I mean, you you run right up. Are you heading? Uh, In the door. In the door. Okay, cool. All you can see when you first walk in is black stone on the inside. Sort of shiny black stone. And your eyes sort of have to adjust because there's not a lot of light. There's hardly any light in this room at all. And Mo's on my face. Mo, move. Uh, It's true. The room itself feels a little weird. So you walk into the room. It's dimly lit. So you're having a hard time really seeing much of anything in there. What you can see, that uh, to you, the only thing you see in the room, the only thing that's like visible is a, uh, a metallic pedestal in the center of the room. And to you, there's nothing else in this room. But again, it's dimly lit, sort of hard to see. And you've got a monkey on your face. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bow, please. Bow. Seeker, what you doing? Okay. You've got, just to paint a picture, you've yeah. got a brass titan sort of near the center of the room, of this room that's getting hotter and hotter and hotter. And you've got the big electrified copper titan covered in a cloud of smoke, eyes alight like spotlights, careening towards you, wielding a big hammer. Don't like that. There's a lot not to like in this picture. But the door is ajar. Barry just went through. Well, the door is a door. Sorry. The door is a door and it's ajar. <laughs> and Barry just went through yes. and Jimmy is, has pushed it open. Yes. Okay. And you're right there. Uh, I turn to, to Jimmy, put my hand on his shoulder and I say... No man is an island. Entire of itself, every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. If a cloud be washed away by the sea, any man's death diminishes. Myself. Because I am involved in mankind, and therefore never send to know for whom the bell tolls, it tolls for thee. And I grab you, and then I'm just going to use my action to throw us both through the door (laughs) to the other side. I thought you were going to kill me. (laughs) That would have been a cool line to kill you with. <laughs> Say as I lay on the ground in this room. So you, you sort of use your action to pull. Um, unless you're yeah. going to contest it, you can just let this happen. I was actually about to beg him to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks. You guys fall head over ass into the into the vault. Is it fair to use a bonus action to shut a door? Or is that... You could play it out this way using rules. Um, your action is to pull them in. Yeah. You guys sort of tumble in. You could use half your movement to stand up. And then the two of y'all together as like a bonus action, you could try to push the door shut. I am going to, yeah, I'll try to push it shut. And I'll say you have advantage on this, but it's still going to be a strength check. This is not my strong suit, hmm. but well, I think I can do it. Desperate times. I have faith. In 18. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, you sort of step up really fast. And uh, the floor itself, and again, this room, it's odd. This room is all black stone. You haven't really had a chance to examine it. But in the floor is a little slippery, but you manage to wedge your foot onto Jimmy's back. And it gives you enough <laughs> nice. leverage to just sort of shove the door shut. And, uh, you know, Jimmy's got enough just crap on him that he makes a good anchor of in this particular <laughs> instance. Nice. And you're able to... Shut the door. It doesn't lock, but the yeah. door is shut. As soon as the door shuts, though, a light emanates from a metal pedestal in the middle of the room, uh, as if the pedestal has like a illuminated face on its very on the top of it. 
and uh, you hear a voice coming from this illuminated screen say something in Infernal. I speak that. Indeed. Mm. Uh, to most of y'all, it just sounds like, Lucian. What you hear is, Welcome, Lucian, to your personalized ATM system. Please enter your ATM card now and make a selection. Barry, could I have the card, friend? Yeah, you still got it. Yes, I'm, uh, I'm always on my face for the, uh, the card. Uh, thank you, yes. Before I approach it, I will tap my hat, turn into Lucian. While you were hearing the, like, huge stomps of mechanical feet uh, heading towards your way, you hear them sort of stop. Mm. And what you begin to hear is sounds something like like warning sirens mm. from coming from the outside. Like, sort of that sort of thing. That's probably fine. And yeah, you hear these titans are moving away from the door. Okay. So that's going to be their turn. And we're going to move back up to Jimmy. All right. Uh, I'll call Mo back. Mo. <laughs> So he'll climb back uh, onto my back. I guess currently the best thing I could do would be identify. Okay. So you're just going to walk up to it and start casting identify? Yeah. Okay, cool. Just in the very beginning phases of this process, there there is something immensely magical about this Mm -hmm. pedestal. Barry, what do you want to do? I'll approach the pedestal. Okay. To investigate? Sure. A 24? Just looking around in the dim light, um, you see light, very almost imperceptible sort of like light burn marks on the floor that uh, form a perfect circle around the pedestal. There is a magical ritual here that occurs. You feel like this device is used to create magical doorways. So you're figuring that out. Seeker, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to confidently stride up to it as Lucian Flemtongue and insert the key card. Okay. Where to ask for it. Yeah. Uh, you walk up to the pedestal. It's made of a very beautiful hewn from a solid piece of uh, gold. Mm. And there is an illuminated screen, all, again, written in Infernal on the screen. And you put the card in? Yeah. Cool. You guys like being rich? <laughs> put it in. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. as soon as you enter the card, the locks on the vault re-engage and the vault door shuts and locks. Mm. And you hear the same voice in Infernal say, for security purposes, the vault will now be inaccessible until your transaction is complete. Uh, and as, as the doors lock shut, uh, all three of y'all start to feel a little weird. Some of y'all more so than others. Uh, Jimmy, I'll start with you. The air inside is stale. And you're starting to feel a little claustrophobic. Uh And you you, you could swear the room room got smaller once the doors locked. Like, you don't know how, but you could swear that it got smaller. Barry, uh, you feel the room has gotten smaller as well, but you also feel less connected. As if your connection to the world around you and how you channel the magic of nature to aid you is suddenly severed. Um, and Seeker, this entire time that you've walked into the vault, you've been hearing this static. 
Mm. You've been hearing, you've been hearing Oracle saying, telling you things like, warmer, 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 keep going, keep going. But then just as the door locks, you hear her cry out as if in a warning. And then silence. Like Uh nothing. Hmm. Like radio silence. You've always heard her. You've always, like even when she's not talking to you, you've always been aware of her, like static on the radio in the back of your mind. But now in your mind, it is just silent. Mom? You feel all connection with her is severed. And you feel much weaker for it. Do I feel my power gone? <laughs> um, for a bit. Well, anybody who wants to roll Arcana or history or investigation into what's going on. I guess I'll do a investigation check. Investigation? Okay. Yeah. 16. You look around and you're panicking for a bit. You're worried, obviously. And as you look around, you, you realize that... This, the divination shielding that you experienced at the top of Claritus pa- uh, Tower is nothing compared to the divination shielding that this vault has. Hmm. You look around and you realize that this room is completely cut off from any magical interference on the outside. The screen in front of you, Seeker, says, again in Infernal, three options. Withdrawal, deposit, cancel. Well, we're here to withdraw, I believe. Cool. Yeah. So I'll do that. Cool. Uh, and then you hear the voice say, thank you for using your astral transmission module. Transmission in three, two. That sounds far. One. And there's a flash of light as a portal envelops all of y'all and almost everything in the room. Ah. <laughs> In a moment, you were all in a new room, uh, one coated and covered in a brilliant white, shiny metal. Floors, walls, ceilings, everything. This metal, uh, some of you all might recognize, is pure platinum. The room is roughly 30 feet long by 30 feet wide and 20 feet tall. As you look around the room, you find yourself standing uh, again around a pedestal near the middle of the room behind you uh is a small desk that you are facing uh and the desk is made out of the same metal as the rest of the room and there is a display on the desk that is facing the other side of the desk so you're looking at the desk behind you you see the front of the desk and you see a chair behind the desk as if that's where one would sit Hmm. Uh, and there is a display on this table it's upside down because from your perspective you'd have to walk around yeah to the back side of the desk well that's what lucian would do and let slots do it slots is good at withdrawing all the cash you want to do it slots wait there's just a desk so y'all appear in the middle of the room around a pedestal behind you is the desk and on the other side opposite the desk is another large larger vault door uh but it appears to be that y'all are on the inside it appears that y'all have been teleported to the inside of yet another vault but what we're we're inside the vault there should be shit in here right 
Yeah, presumably, yes. I'll take a look at the desk and what, if there's Infernal written on the screen. There is, actually. It says, uh, welcome, Lucian Flametongue, to your personal vault. That's me. I'm Lucian. Yeah, I mean, it's not, you're not, you're not interacting with the desk. It's just, it's just saying it. <laughs> yes, that's me. That's, I am I mean, that man. You can talk to the desk. Yeah, that's we get totally it. Cool. We get it. You're listening. Yeah, you're doing uh, a great job. Thank you. What you see is uh, a display that says, welcome, Lucian, flame tongue to your personal vault and your DOH, your desk of holding. And you <laughs> see the desk has a chair behind it. It has three drawers vertically oriented on the right side and a thin drawer underneath the actual display. <clears throat> Let's investigate. I'll, I'll now just it. open the drawer. Fuck, no, it can <laughs> explode. I want to just investigate or perceive for any traps. I think See that'd if, be investigation. Okay, investigate you're, you're, for a booby trap. I'll get Mo to help me. Okay, as well. yeah. What a team. 13. 13. You do not see anything that looks like a trap. I'm going to open the skinny door. The the thin drawer? The thin drawer. Underneath the display? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, inside are five manila folders, each with names on the tabs. Uh, the first one says Saren Cobalt. The second says Lydia Snow Shroud. The five casino owners. The third says Malt Digley. The fourth says Dustin Sandy Bottom, and the fifth says Chris Triat and Ben Wager. Let, let me see. Let me see these. Let me see these. Uh, Do you convey uh, all this information? I'll, I'll just open. I'll open one up and like show it to him. And then you see it, my Jason Bourne mind activate to <laughs> my observant feature. I can recall anything within the last month. Okay. Yeah. I'll I just am, like I try. I'll, I'll flip the last pages. month specifically. Yeah. The last month. I can recall. Anything I paid my completely. rent. I swear. I remember this transaction. I can. I can draw a picture that I've seen you in know, your mind palace. So I'm all here. I'm assuming this is blackmail, but I'm gonna indulge him and just show him all the pages and just be like, "What do you see, Barry? What do you this see?" This is what we were. He wanted us to find out what they know. Yeah, we got it. This is it. We got it. Uh, I'll put it in my bag. No, we can put it back. We don't even have to what? take it. Oh, you just are. You just know it all. Yeah, boom, you just boom. record it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but 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 that means that you're. The Keep me safe. <laughs> no, we gotta have a redundancy. I'm taking him in my bag. You it's got the head. You got the head. I got the bag. Um, we can digest it, but I'd like to know what the first page was about. Yeah, the first page of the first one. Okay, like what the gist? I'll give you the is. Wait, notes. actually, is it, can I look at the Chris? Is it the the Chris Traeger? Are those two guys? Yeah, the blackmail. Yeah, thing? yeah. The yeah, all, like all of the big five. Including the Chords Course and Resort Casino. Thing. Okay. Their thing is the saddest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Grant. It's just the saddest. Almost had to do a spit take. <laughs> it says, Ah, the boys from the Chords Resort. Now here's a particularly sad story. You see, Chris Triad has always been a handsome, talented, and naturally skilled person. He is genuinely as annoyingly optimistic as he sounds. These are good traits to have in a friend. But even our best friends can annoy us sometimes, and in a moment of weakness, we may wish them ill. 
Such was the case for Ben Wager one night before they had built the Cords Resort together. Ben had just left his job in Okinawa and his prospects withered away alarmingly quickly. So he began drowning his sorrows at a bar when Chris showed up to cheer him up. Ben was in no mood that night, but didn't want to send Chris away, as Chris kept trying to be positive and to tell Ben how great it is to wake up before the sun and drink this very specific herbal tea sourced exclusively from a small farm in the Feywild. Ben, under his breath, said, I wish you would know what it's like to suffer. And you actually hear Ben's voice as you read these words. I wish you would know what it's like to suffer and just be a little less perfect like the rest of us. Just to have to deal with every, every problem that we have to deal with every damn day. Shortly thereafter, Chris began feeling ill and was diagnosed with a rare illness that affected his immune system. He would not be able to fight off the disease by himself anymore. He would become dependent upon medication and whatever magic could stave off this, partic- this peculiar disorder that seemed to lessen the strain it put on Chris uh, only whenever he was active. If Chris was working out, if Chris was moving, if Chris was being active, he felt fine. The moment he rested was when nausea, lightheadedness, cough, and other ailments beset him. Was this a curse? How could Ben find out without letting on it might have been his fault? Chris left the company shortly thereafter, and he and Ben began brainstorming what would become the Cords Resort. All the while, Ben has been haunted by the sense that Chris's condition was his fault. And so with his new wealth, Ben has spent much of his free time and have much of the fortune trying to figure out if this is a curse and how he could go about lifting it. Ben feels such guilt that he always hoped that he was wrong about this being a curse. He was, in fact, correct. A dear Graham, Sunday, nine hairs in my reading. She had these crazy... Uh, what about the what about that sad uh, vacation the f- with the kids shit? Maybe no, that shit. I don't oh, want sand castle. I don't want that one. was the darkest one. Oh, no, shit. No, no, I don't. You know, I just I'm not. Oh, uh, we, I don't want to process got, any of these anymore. Uh, we got what we came for. Okay, just put it away. I memorized it, it but I'm not thinking about these. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's look at something bright. Nice. Let's open a drawer. Where is all this platinum? How do I like try to pull the desk apart? <laughs> uh, easy, very easy. Easy's a lot of platinum. I think we should all open a drawer. Who opens the top drawer? I'll do the top. Okay. Do Inside the top drawer, you find roughly fifty million gold <laughs> and two million platinum. <laughs> Nothing in here, boys. <laughs> just an empty drawer. This is Hacking a this is a shit. desk of holding. Fifty million gold and two million platinum. That is going to weigh some amount. <laughs> load, up, load up, load up, load up as What's much as you can. What's in the other drawers? What's in the other drawers? Okay, who does drawer two? I'll do it. Hey, drawer two has roughly a hundred million gold worth of lovely and some perfect gemstones. Uh, how how many gemstones? It's a hundred million gold worth of them. So. Uh, <laughs> Okay. And these include amethysts, these include uh, emeralds, and these include some onyx. I guess I'll get five of each perfect okay. gemstone. Okay, cool. So I guess, Barry, that leaves you with the third one, huh? Yeah, I'll open it. Drawer three has 50 large bars or ingots of a kind of bluish green metal. 
that you don't recognize. Pass one to everybody. <laughs> yep, totally. Put one of those Great. in the bag. Uh, as soon as you remove that metal, uh, you hear a voice coming from the vault door, sort of coming through uh, like a screen, like a speaker. And it says, Ah, uh, you have arrived then. And there is an alarm. And there's sort of like a boop. And you hear the automated voice from the pedestal say, vault door opening, ATM disabled. Uh, And the vault door on the other side of the room begins to spin incredibly fast. And the bars holding the door hiss and retract incredibly quickly. Uh, And all of a sudden, the door swings open and a blinding light shines into the room. As it opens, a large figure uh, becomes visible just outside the door with this light right behind them, holding a staff with a giant gemstone of some type affixed to the top. And in one motion, seeming to move faster than you can perceive, point their staff towards you and and a wave of rainbow colored energy shoots out in a cone toward all of y'all. Uh, everyone make a dex saving throw. I mean, I obviously saw this coming. 25. 25. Uh, so 18 plus 5 is 23. 19. Okay. Uh, yeah, this like wave of this rainbow-colored energy, sh- energy shoots towards you. And you all sort of were on edge anyway, so you all are sort of able to jump out of the way of this. Um, and as you jump out of the way, who has the highest passive perception, by the way? Probably me. Yeah, yeah. Not me. It's 17. 17? That's right. Yep. Cool. Uh, as you sort of jump out of the way, your eyes can't help but, like, your Many eyes. multiple eyes, uh, can't help but follow these beams, and they go past y'all, hit the wall behind you, and bounce off of the wall. Oh, shit. And they hit the ceiling and bounce off of the ceiling. And now they are bouncing all over the room. And uh, as this is happening, that same figure, one hand pointing this wave, the other hand pulls a lever. And four smoky quartz crystals located in each corner of the door light up. And there's a brief shimmer around the entrance of the vault. Uh, the rainbow cone is now bouncing off of all surfaces of the room. And the whole room is now enveloped in its oddly unharming energy. Welcome to the drip. My friends, this is your old washed up DM Jackson. Uh, Sam, thank you for being with us and taking us on this paradise heist. It's been awesome. Uh, Who let you out of the home? Uh Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's good to be here. I'm glad. Thanks, Sam. I'm glad. Thank you. Having a great time. Yeah, we. uh, It's it's looking like the the wrap up, looking like the the finale. Um, But while we're here, we'll do plug some drips. I have a good friend on. Well, good friend, but he's my friend on Twitter named Odie. Find him at at Odie Writes. He's a narrative designer and homebrewer. He sent sent us some pretty cool homebrew D and D related content that. He created that's awesome. I've been looking it over. Thank you, Odie, and uh, give a little shout out to him. Along with that, we got ourselves. Please email us if you have any suggestions or questions or praise, perhaps. Mm-hmm. podcast at gmail.com, F O T P O D cast at gmail.com. You can find us Twitter at, at Fables on Tables. 
or we have a little Reddit at r slash fables on tables. Sam, you got a got some some drips to plug here. I I have a a drip. It's uh, I feel like a broken record sometimes with this drip. But guys, I cannot recommend uh, Nan Bozeman and her art enough. She is on Instagram at Nansom Drawing. That's N A N S O M E Drawing. Uh, Nansom Drawing on Instagram and at Nansom Drawing on Twitter. She is a visual artist. She does uh, concept sketches. She will do custom uh, drawings. She paints murals. Uh, she just sold an 8 by 4 that is absolutely gorgeous. She has even done character design for some D&D characters. Um, and she does body paint and uh, blacklight photo shoots as well. So if you're feeling sort of frisky and sort of funky, check out and message at uh, Nansom Drawing on Instagram or at Nansom Drawing on Twitter. Uh, yeah, that's all I've got for my uh, drip plugin. Thank you, Sam. Let's get back to the. Um, just yes. one note. Sure. Just one thing. If uh, we're calling our fans fodders. Yes. Right? That's the idea. Just want to throw this out. Fotheads. Hmm. Fotheads. Well, what do you think, fodders or fodheads? Why don't you fodheads. vote? We're gonna we're putting up a poll. We're gonna put up a Guys, poll. we're opening up the phone lines right now. Let's hear from all of our fotheads out there. Tell me what you think about being called a fothead. It appears to our phone lines are lighting up. Oh so boy! All right, well, Grant, where do you fall on this? Fothead or fodder? Sorry to throw a wrench in, but what about fought fucks? Hmm. Fought fucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does fought fucks? Oh wait. Ah. Uh. Uh, All right, fought fucks, fodders, or fotheads, you let us know on <laughs> Message us in our fought pockets. You let us know. <laughs> the polls are open. Let's get back to the action. And the energy begins to affect you all as it fills the room, bouncing off the walls, bouncing off this shimmering force field in profound ways. Barry, we'll start with you. Very first thing you feel is nausea, uh, as if your very being is sort of being warped. Um, you feel your connection to nature once again weakening, but this time it feels as if you can barely feel the world around you any longer. You also feel incredibly weak compared to how you have felt up until now. You feel as though you're forgetting things that you shouldn't, like the howling of the wind in a canyon or the feeling of standing barefoot in a stream. Oh, no. As if your memories of the natural world are muddled. Jimmy, mm -hmm. you too feel this nauseous feeling, as mm -hmm. if your own person is being sort of warped, but you feel a much more profound sense of loss in this field of energy. You feel like you are forgetting really important things at a rapid rate. You feel your inquisitive mind beginning to dull. All of a sudden... Mo drops to the floor, lifeless. Then your right arm feels heavy and is now hanging off of you, and you can feel it slipping. It, you look, and it's no longer an arm. It's just the lever of a slot machine. Mm -hmm. And your armor begins to feel heavier as well, not as light as you had made it. Your wand falls out of its holster. You feel naked now. You feel exposed as all of your magical marvels begin to turn into mundane items. Uh... Seeker? Oh, Seeker. When this wave hits you, uh -oh. everything goes black. I don't mean dark, and I don't mean you're knocked out either. I mean black. 
everything, it is so much more terrifying. You are suddenly back to where you were before Oracle. It's black all around you. You can hear, you can smell, and you can feel just fine. But you are once again blind. No, not again. The top hat reveals itself, and the cloak of eyes is now just a piece of clothing draped around you. But there is no more disguise. Everyone can see the eye in the center of your head. It blinks on, off, on, but then it closes and it's, it is shut off for a time. You can hear Oracle screaming for you, but she is far away as if she's on the other side of a thick wall. And you all find yourselves awash in a wave of anti-magical energy. Mm. the figure speaks after a moment and says now shall we begin welcome to well someone else's vault none of you are lucian and yet here you are names are powerful things wouldn't you agree for now why don't you call me mr black I'm sure you have many questions. I'll begin. I will admit, Seeker, you did even better than I expected. And I do rather enjoy the company you have brought. Do you have any idea why you are here? Um, well, if you're looking at Seeker now, he has his eyes are pale. Mm-hmm. Huh. He's uh, blind without my patron. Um, I'll think for a second... Probably for something shitty I did to somebody. No, no. You are here because I wanted you to be here. Mm-hmm. I wanted you to come. I'm the one who sought you out. I'm the one who gave you the scarab. Uh, yes, I see. You see, your reputation precedes you, mm-hmm. Seeker. I wanted to have you come. So welcome, Seeker. And welcome to you as well, Barry. Congratulations. You are the blackmailer. I'm sorry? You're Mr. Blackmailer? Ah, yes. <laughs> I am not who you think, but I know who it is you are thinking of. Yes, I'm rather impressed with you as well, Barry. You were able to reunite Lady Agrain with her tokens of power. Oh, oh, yes, the lady, of course, yes. Yes. The lady, as you call her, her her plans can now be put into motion now, thanks to you. Cool. Yes, indeed. It will make for an interesting spectacle back That was a cool tin platinum, where I'm from. That's what I got paid. (laughs) Dear Jimmy Souter, I never imagined you would get so far. And to to resist... (laughs) The thrall of the conjoined is very impressive. Yeah, same here. Yes, if it wasn't for Barry here, you would be literally swimming with the fishes right now. What, have you been watching me? (coughs) What's your problem? Oh, I have no problem now. I have you all exactly where I need you to be. Oh. You see, I wanted you all to be here. Otherwise, Abel uh, would have ended you all on the spot. No, I wanted to see if this little group of yours could find their way through uh, Lucian's little water park. 
You see, Lucian is a client of mine, but he violated the terms of our contract, and as such, he will find punishment in the form of ruin. I told him to take care where to build his little casino, but he was careless, and he has disturbed someone else's home. This home is a temple for two powerful beings who, now that they are awakened, will bring darkness to this sun-kissed beach of East Beach City. That is a pity. I did enjoy the frivolity and vanity these mortals and their urge to splurge provided. Oh well. You see, this is sort of a uh, working interview. You see, I wanted to see if the three of you could make it this far, because, well... I have a job for the three of you. Oh, he's a gang. We're gonna be deep. Again. Quick question. Oh, of course. Yes. Can please. we take the loot? Oh, absolutely. Yes, that is part of the plan. Are uh, you Julia Roberts in this scenario, or? <laughs> or are we? I would say I'm more of a Brad Pitt in this scenario. Oh, this is a Lucy Goosey. This is what the kind of heist we call these. Yeah. You know, they always have fun heist names for the... You want to be Lucy Goosey? Well, you know, you can come up with a fun name uh, like, like that. Like the two-duck swan. Or like, yes, uh, yes. The it's loose chimpanzee. Yeah, yeah, the loose chimpanzee. That's right. a classic. Yeah. It's more of a, uh, more of a meander-gander, I would say. It's more of a meander-gander, I would say. Oh, meander-gander. Yeah, yeah. We're going to go a bit off track oh, this here. This is a classic <sighs> meander-gander. <laughs> yes, indeed. Look, Mr. Black, could you restore my fucking sight? Because I cannot stand it like this, and this is not where I want to be, and I am not happy with what this is. It's, I can't see anything, and I don't like it. Secrets, all right. No, it's not. <laughs> well, not again. Uh, you see, bargaining from a position of power is quite helpful, I have found. You see, I'm in need of individuals capable of infiltrating a rather dangerous setting, and also who have no affiliation with the denizens of this particular region. I've heard of you, Seeker, and I have seen how successful you are at finding things that are misplaced. And this whole paradise business, well, you and the three of you have done exceedingly well. There is an item in a notoriously difficult place. Uh, details forthcoming, if you agree to the terms. Basically, put a uh, place infinitely more difficult to access than Lucian's playhouse here contains a single item I need extracted without any of this getting back to me. If you agree to this and one other task, you three will be rewarded with items and favor far beyond any you could hope to achieve in your respective worlds. Here are my terms. And each of you are going to receive a telepathic message uh, simultaneously. You hear in your head, Barry, I offer you the opportunity to obtain an airship from the realm of Mechanus. I have a favor from a certain being there, and if you agree, I can give you an item as a down payment to show you just how serious I am. And in your mind's eye, you see a fog, and as the fog clears, you see the form of a huge bow that just emanates with power. He says, this bow once belonged to an individual, but he is no longer in need of it. If you agree to these terms, you may use this bow. It will serve you and your particular strengths well. If you perform these tasks, I will help you 
find your airship, and you can do with it whatever you please. Yes. <laughs> yes, I, I cast my I cast my sword down, my shitty sword. I hit the ice construct and a fire construct. It's a piece of shit now. I cast this down. I cast down my other shitty ball. Uh, this is my new ball. Okay. And uh, you help me get this airship from the mechanist plane, but I do you a favor, huh? Yes, you. That mm, sounds real good. Yes, it's it's a very good deal indeed. It is. Oh yes. Uh, Jimmy, deal. what's your name, Mister Black? That is what you can call me. I I am nothing but honest. I will give you honest terms to a deal, and as long as you hold up your oh, end yeah, of the I, bargain. No, I get it. Yeah, no, yeah. I go there. I get this thing for you. Mm-hmm. You give me airship. I yeah. get this cool ball now. <laughs> well, I'm gonna fill my pockets while you talk to these other two guys. <laughs> Absolutely. He sounds real good. Jimmy, you uh, you hear a similar voice in your head, and you say, "Jimmy, I offer you." A trinket, well worth your expertise, and it is as versatile as you are. And I can also offer you more money and more thrills that are sure to increase the odds of your death, which each mission. There will be a particular audience willing to bet on the success of each mission you go on. With and the odds will go up and up, and the rewards for success will also incrementally raise should you agree to the terms. And what you see in your head is two small shields, like bucklers, uh, that have uh, large quartz crystals in the middle of them. Mm. You're not quite sure what they do without actually holding them and looking at them, but they're very appealing and they're very clean. Like, they look nice. Very well constructed. Are they shining? Do they seem they seem magical? They seem super fucking magical. Oh yeah, and then and then people will bet on me. Can I bet on myself too? I mean, what sort of wager would it be if you could not bet on yourself? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Mm. I'll say yeah, and I'm gonna keep filling up my bag too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, cool. yeah he's a sweet right. deal. I like yeah, this yeah. shit. Yeah, I'll check it out. Seeker. So the voice enters your head and it's as if the rest of the world falls away. And unlike everybody else, you actually see this figure sort of approaching you. And whereas everybody else saw him as like a silhouette in a white light, you see this figure approach you and he is, he is a large, you would be categorized as large. Mm. He has purple skin. He's wearing beautiful flowing robes and a small uh, bejeweled ebony crown. And he has red hair and glowing red eyes. And he's, he comes up to you in your mind and says, Seeker, firstly, I want to offer you the truth. Mm. Has Oracle ever offered you that? Not just direction or set of orders, but honest conversation. Well, of course, she's always completely forthright in telling that she, she doesn't lie to me. Mm. This guy can't even see without it. You took that away, so you're the asshole, not her. <laughs> you know what? You're not wrong. Yes. I can restore your sight and give you everything you had with Oracle, but you can ask me a question anytime you want. Mm. You won't have to wait for me to tell you what to do. I offer you service with me. And the sight. Oh, of course. And he holds out a hand and uh, 
in one hand, he's holding uh, a book, a black book, Mm. uh, which is like pulsing with energy. And you can't help but want to know what's written in it. Mm. And the other hand, he's holding a ring and a monocle. And he says, this monocle will give you all of the sight you've had previously, but also added benefits, things that Oracle could not give you. And this ring, I'm not sure if you're aware of the ring of stars, but this is a ring that will allow you to control shooting stars at will. That's pretty cool. Now, if you do not wish for this pact, I understand. Mm -hmm. And he sort of waves a finger in the monocle, Sort of vanishes. Yeah, says, I mean, you know, these gifts are still yours. Yeah. What's in the book? Mm. The book is a book of fiendish spells. Mm. One who, if someone works for me, these spells become available to them. Mm. You perform this first task for me, I'll let you have a test run with this book mm. and this ring. Sure. If you decide that you wish to stay with Giz <clears throat> Oracle? Mm. I'm then, sorry. What? <laughs> was it what was the name? Oh, would you like to know Oracle's true name? Well, as if it's not Mum, it's not Oracle, I don't Has she never told you her name? I assumed it's Mum. It's mm. Mum. <laughs> That's what I just assumed it was. Well as a matter of fact, names are powerful things. True. So if you agree to help me on this task, you don't have to make a decision right now. Mm. But you can take this book and you can take this ring. Mm. If you enjoy this favor, you can walk away after performing my tasks. If you enjoy the power I bestow to you, you can choose to sever your ties with Oracle and come work for me full time. Well, either way, I want to offer you access to the library of Libris. Mm. I think you've been searching for something, and it's rather difficult to find because it doesn't actually exist. But what you're searching for exists in parts. And you might be able to find a particular book there that will help you on your search. Well, I'm sure it wouldn't hurt just to... Take a peek. Of course not. Yeah, what what harm could a peek be? Making anyone upset, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I'll reach for the book. Sure. Uh, he's going to offer you both. Okay. They no, no strings attached. Simply agree to find this item that I need. I will give you these items, and I will point you towards Libris and the book that will help you on your quest. And the image fades, and... Uh, you all come to, and he says, are we all in agreement then? You will help me. You can take whatever you'd like from this room and you will go on another perilous mission, but this one will not be able to find success with some simple invisibility and some simple disguise. Yeah, but it's cool that I take like all of these platinum that I fill my pockets with though, right? If you can carry it out of here, yeah, you I got can about fifteen thousand platinum in my pockets, so <laughs> that uh, is quite impressive. I can like buy an airship now, but I'll still do your thing. <laughs> um, I don't believe you'll find an airship like you could on Mechanus. No, you're saying right, and that sounds cool. Excellent. 
I need you three to infiltrate the Seven Tower in the fourth circle of hell. There on the top floor, an invaluable book is being needlessly kept away from its rightful place in Libras. Retrieve it, and the keeper of that old library will finally leave me alone, and you will receive even more rewards. A book from hell? Well, yes. Not just hell, the seventh circle. No, no, fourth circle. You're going to seven towers. Seven. It's very, I didn't name it. The 24-7 tower of... <laughs> is that like on the way to Mechanist or like how is is that like a quick it's trip? It's the or? opposite direction. Is, oh no, it was down. Mechanist is all around. Mechanist is all around. <laughs> also, uh, another task. I'm looking for someone, a person who should be among the dead, but it appears he is not. I suspect he has cheated me in some way, and I would like him found before he gets too far, or becomes too powerful. Anyway, he's in hell, or like, I mean, this is like you're just adding stuff on at this point. Like, you want us to pick up a pineapple too while we're out? Or like, <laughs> I, I said one, I said two tasks. I all right, but like, now it's like, all right, who are you but, looking for? Hmm, I wonder what he goes by now. Try somebody named Ball. Hmm. <laughs> That shouldn't be too hard. No, I shouldn't imagine. He's quite full of himself. Uh, who are you? I told you. Mr. Black. Mr. Black. No, no, there's something. As you're looking at him, he is holding this large staff, and atop of it is a beautiful multicolored gemstone um, that you may have seen before. It is known as Black Opal. His staff is made of a similar bluish-green metal as the ingots you pulled out of the table. I trust you will find a way to escape. You see, Lucian is under the impression that Abel works for him. Oh, the guy that, like, set us down during the whole heist? Yes. Yeah. That was, like, a dead giveaway that we were, like, busted. I will contact you after you complete your uh, affairs with Vernon Rothtower. I look forward to working with y'all in the future. Thank you so much for your time. And he sort of taps his staff down and the vault door begins to shut. And throughout this time of conversation, the rainbow field of effect has been slowly waning. And as the vault door shuts, it pretty much starts wearing off. Mm. And so now y'all are left alone in the room again and you hear through the speaker by the way, I'm afraid Paradise is in sort of a bad way, so you might want to hurry whenever you get back. Okay. Mm. Uh, as the energy field dissipates, your vision comes back. Thank God. Everything comes back, including the voice of Oracle, who she still sounds far away, but she says, Seeker, uh, Seeker, are you all right? What happened? Oh, yeah. I lost you. For a y- yes, yes, Mum. It was, uh, old anti magic field. You know how those are. Oh, those suck. Yes, total beans, you know. Oh, that's such bullshit. Yes, this is crap. Who would have the power to block my magic? Yes, I know. That's what I said. So, well, I, I don't know. His name was, um, Dan or something. It was very odd. I don't know. Dan, I don't know, Dan. <laughs> I know. That's what I said. 
Uh, real dick. Bag of dicks. Alright, yes, mm. mom. Thank you. Hey, Jack Slats, he's got a real her situation going <laughs> on over there, right? Uh, yeah, just watching this guy talk to himself. As he's talking to himself, Mo jumps up off the ground and looks around. Oh, yeah. And your arm. <laughs> and the rest of y'all watch as. So concerned. A, the rest oh, of y'all yeah. watch as a uh, lever from a slot machine slowly starts to morph into an arm. And like have articulated fingers and points and starts to move around uh, on his the right side of his body. Barry, you all of a sudden are starting to remember things again. You're feeling mm-hmm. a little better. You're feeling more like yourself. Everything feels good, uh, but you can't help but get the idea of this this bow and this airship out of your mind. Like it's it seems so appealing to we you. We gotta go. We got the blackmail info. I filled my pockets. I will reach in and take out a single perfect diamond. Nice. Might need this for hell. You gotta get the fuck out of here. Get out. Everybody get on my magic carpet. We need to find Abel. That's our ticket out. Do the thing. Do the key card again. Okay, we ready? Um, we're on the carpet. You're on the carpet. We're all stocked up. Uh, yeah, we'll go back. The only option is to go back down there, right? Yeah, so, so yeah. now that the... Uh, Vault is shut. The pedestal is reactivated. The card is now accessible. And the screen on the pedestal says, Are you all finished with your transaction? Would you like to return? Yes. Thank you for using your astral transmission module. Transmission in three, two, one. Hold on to your butts. A flash of light as a portal envelops you and you are once again found yourselves in the vault. The original black stone vault. The air is still really weird. It's still very much like when you just left, except now at each of your feet in front of you are some items. In front of you, Barry, you see a large acacia wood, heavy but beautiful bow. It is a plus two magical longbow with ranged and finesse quality. You can fire it as normal or suffer a minus five penalty to attack rolls and use strength instead of dexterity. Due to the weight of the bow, the shots are not as reliable, but they pack a wallop. The distance of the arrows is reduced by half, but uh, when hitting a large or smaller target, uh, the target must succeed on a strength saving throw or be knocked prone and pushed 10 feet back. Cool. So you'll be able to use strength when firing this bow. That's very cool. In front of you, Jimmy, you see these two, what look like sort of armbands mm-hmm. with the small uh, clear dome holding uh, smoky quartz inside. These small bucklers that can fit over your hand or over your wrist uh, can create a force. Each one can create a force shield giving you a plus one to AC, but also resistance to all incoming damage and a 15% chance of reflecting magic back at the user. Hmm. Um, When the two are activated facing each other, you can create a force field no bigger than 15 feet in diameter all the way down to tiny size. Damn. And Seeker, in front of you, you see that same black book. Uh, It's called the Book of Fiendish Spells. It's going to contain all of the spells up to your level of the Warlock patron uh, traits or uh, spells that would be normally awarded to you. 
Uh, and you can either use this book or you can add those spells to the Book of Shadows. Okay. If you lose the book, uh, it and the spells disappear after being out of your possession for more than eight hours. Okay. And the Ring of Shooting Stars, which is in the Dungeon Master's book, page 192. Yeah, okay. And as each of you pick up these items, uh, you hear the voice of Mr. Black again saying, Excellent. I will consider our contract active as to now. As a parting favor. And each of you get a wash of energy and you level up. Oh, snap. When all of this happens, the vault door swings open. And there are... (laughs) There's just fucking chaos out there. Um, As the door opens, a wave of heat hits you. Uh, And the room is no longer steamy. It's completely full of smoke. (laughs) It's just been... Smoking nonstop. The bottle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you were gone. I lost the bottle, but <laughs> that'll happen. You lost the bottle, a but you gained a damn it. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but there standing in the door is an angry little tiefling, and it's Lucian. And he says, I, I can't believe this. Why has Peloa forsaken me? You three are in such big trouble. Have you any idea what you've cost me? Did you steal from me? I approach him since I uh, my last form was Lucian. I'm afraid you have stolen from me, imposter. How dare you? Out with you of my home now. I am Lucian F- Flame Tongue. I am Lucian Flame Tongue. Yep, that's true. He just looks at you and says, "What in the fuck, Abel? Take care of these boys. Abel, take care of this man." Uh, Abel again. This very tall human wearing a uh, three-piece suit, walks up to the three of y'all and says, I believe you three will come with me. Because I'm, because I'm Lucian Flametongue. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, oh, we're going to go with uh, this right. man now, All but right, uh, Mr. Flametongue, you should know, like, you got, like, the devil after you. And sh- <laughs> no, I'm afraid you're mistaken. I no, have a no, lot of like, I'm, like, super serious about this. Like, you're, I don't, like, you, you broke into watch my vault. Back, Why man? would I believe no, you? No, no, you should uh, listen to me, man. Vault. <laughs> No, Barry. All right. Let, all restrain right, me. Restrain. Uh, pull me back. Pull I'm me just going to grab like Abel's waistband. We're all sitting on the carpet. He's sitting on that. Abel just looks at you like, excuse me. Uh, let's go. We're, we're right behind you. Abel Eat puts his time. hand Watch on your, your shoulder and he just looks at you dead in the eye. And for a moment, his eyes flicker with a red demonic light. Uh, and he says, come with me. Yeah, I'll let go. Like, cool. <laughs> you got it. And Abel is going to escort y'all through and pretend basically to take y'all to the brig. Excellent. This is just like Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds nice. What is that? <laughs> when you watch the second half, you'll know. <laughs> okay. Good point. Uh, Abel takes you out of the room. Alarms are beeping and several dozen Sphinx spot guards are coming in and out, in and out. And uh, Abel steps out of the generator room and he looks at you and he goes, well, the three of you have fucked this rightly. The entire place is losing power. They can't cool the magma that's coming in off of the ocean floor. And there's something billowing beneath. Mm. Something is angry. No, it's not us. They was like totally like on the books. Uh-huh. I have been instructed to make sure you can leave safely. But once we reach the surface, you are out of my care. Just point us towards the door and we'll fly on out. All right. He literally points to his left 
to an elevator shaft and pushes a button with his extended finger and just with the same hand just pulls the elevator door open even though there's no elevator there. Oh. And he says, there's the way out. Oh, the elevator's not going to crash into us, is it? No, it's below us currently. All right, later. I feel like we all met in this, on, you know, in, on an elevator. So these. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so it's serendipitous. Okay, so, uh, I think I'm going to go now. Really appropriate yeah. metaphor. Hey, well, you should come with us. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see you later. Yeah, we want to come, yeah. <laughs> Actually, just before y'all leave, he goes, maybe I'll see you in hell. Uh, and then yells at Um As you are all flying up the elevator shaft, alarms are buzzing, and the entire building begins to shake as uh, they are unable to sustain and control the uh, chain reaction of not being able to cool this magma and the entirety of paradise is beginning to crumble as y'all come up from the elevator shaft you find yourself just behind coat check once again you were on the ground floor of paradise now you are back in limbo mm. And there are people rushing down and running and trying to make for the ferries to get out. Uh, I'm, I'm flying straight towards the exit. You hear people scream as you leave, like, take us with you, please. We have women and children on board. <laughs> <laughs> you have the passive perception of 17, right? Uh. Um, as y'all are flying away, you see actually another figure that seems to also be flying ahead of y'all. Hmm. A dark figure. It almost looks like a bird, but hmm. with a human head hmm. that is flying Ooh. off. <laughs> and it, it seems to be moving faster than y'all are. Again, as y'all are flying off, a strange thing as you're heading back to East Beach City, clouds are beginning to roll in to East Beach City. Hmm. Uh, it's normally pretty sunny, but these are like, not black, but just spotty gray clouds where there wouldn't normally be. Yeah, I mean, are y'all trying to make any attempt to be subtle heading to Claritas Security? Just beeline. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, as y'all are making your way, you actually see that the beaches are lined with people and people are pointing and looking horrified as there are small explosions coming from Paradise. Oh. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a shame. And uh, as you arrive at Claritas Security, you, you can see... You can see a lot of people standing outside, a lot of Claritas security guards. You see Myrtle standing outside just going, oh gosh, oh, this is so terrible. Oh, look, it's my it's my little Genasi boys. Mm. Hello, oh, did you pick up a, you pick up a tiefling? That's nice. Uh, it's like ignoring her, can we fly straight into his window <laughs> yeah, on the top of, right of the it. building? You can't fly into his building, but you can fly on top of I want to just go, if I can find his window, just go up to it and be like, knock on it. It's like, we're done, let us in. Yeah, I mean, you fly up to his window, you knock. After a few beats, the tinted glass fades to regular glass, and you see uh, you see Vernon Rothtower. You see a very tall, lithe, uh, violet-colored dragonborn in a silver suit, arms behind his back, looking pleased out at Paradise, and he, he just smiles at you all and sort of points upward to the roof. Okay. Uh, and he's going to meet y'all out on the roof. Uh, it's a little windy and it's a little cloudy. And he says, oh, boy, is that, that was incredible stuff you did there. Excellent. That kind of fucked it up. Ah, uh, well, like I said, only thing I wanted to make sure is that you didn't murder him. But I wanted you to ruin him. I wanted to get that bastard out of there. Now, 
Was... I turned back to the exploding tree, and I don't know if he lived or not. I think they're probably all pretty much dead. might be dead. Listen, that out there, that that could be written off as an accident, industrial accident. Totally. But if he showed up on the shore with a knife in his neck, that would be a lot of problems for us. We'd have to answer to the Torm Rangers for that. Mm. This, that's an electrical fire. That's written nah, off. I mean, he's like the devil, though. <laughs> so, like... But also, you don't want to sit down for these. Uh, we got some blackmail information. I mean, that's he's what a I s- bummer, man. But that's you don't what I wanna... sent you in there for. Yeah, I like you ready. Like he's about like friendships and curses and like oh, not very cool stuff. So do you? Do you have the information, <laughs> Vernon? Yeah. Platinum. Oh, so it's that, is it? Let's go I'll show. And... I'll pull out the folder. It's like we got what you want. I can like tell you all about it too. You can look at the folder. I can he's like a I, I can recite it all to you. <laughs> I'm excited to hear it. Let's go into my office. It's not as windy, hey? Don't want to lose them papers up here. Uh, I'll let him walk into the door. It's like, here you go. Uh, yeah, you go into his office. He sits down. He pulls out uh, three small attache cases, each containing each of y'all's platinum. Right. Here's your reward, boys. I'll be taking those files off your hands then. Take them. Enjoy. I literally can't take any of these platinum. Can you like please put it in your <laughs> casino? I like I'm like my, I'm filled with the brim, man. I oh, I'm just so fucking grateful. That that went actually better than I could have hoped. I thought y'all be a few days out there trying to case the joint, trying to find all the ins and outs. No, he just fucking blew that fucker up. Could have been smart. Yeah, got out. We did all that. <laughs> we did some of that. Yeah, we went to our room. Kind of got carried away from us. That's uh, yeah. all right. Yeah. Did you send a second team out to like help us out? I did have some recon people. Oh out yeah, there. I thought those were not real, but I'm good. That's good that they. Were. <laughs> uh, I should say so. I really hope they made it out of there. Okay. Uh, but me. <laughs> <laughs> no, they probably everybody probably died. No, it's, I mean like there's definitely like something in the ocean on the way there that's like definitely gonna pick off all the. Uh, you know all those fish people like this. Have, this yeah, they've been getting worse, haven't they? It's fucked. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of Grim, I do have some sad news. It's not really sad, but unfortunately, I, uh, I had to let go of Steve. Meet Craig. He's my new assistant. There's just this big half dragon just hanging out. We just wait to see if he has anything to say. <laughs> just he just like looks at you. Down. He just looks at y'all and then looks back out. I imagine we just go up back up to the roof and watch Paradise crash like the end of Fight Club. Mm. As you stand oh, upon the drinks. roof, the sun begins to set behind you and you watch as Paradise burns into the ocean. Clouds are beginning to roll in and the sea itself begins to churn. Uh, very unsettlingly. Mm. Oh, yeah. There is there is an air of uncertainty and a little bit of fear that washes over East Beach City as the night rolls in. But all of y'all are exceedingly rich now. Congratulations. You have survived paradise. And we'll see y'all next time on Fables on Tables. <laughs>